What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo, welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming Preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another uh, episode. Super excited. You're coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to The Bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And I love to start the show the same way by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to The Bar, tuning in to The Bar, and telling folks about The Bar podcast. Super grateful for you guys. And like I do every week, I bring an awesome guest. This awesome guest is a repeat offender. He's been on here before. I uh, had the pleasure of hanging out with him uh, a few times now and uh, and and uh, just really become part of kind of like the bar family, man. He, he's somebody that, that I have high regards for, have on none other than my brother, Trey, man. How you doing? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me today, Dwayne. Hey, brother, I appreciate you coming on, man. And I appreciate you reaching out. I told you off the air, man, your timing is great. My listeners know uh, about a week ago, I dropped the episode with just me, no guests. And I was like, hey, guys, I don't have any episodes. <laughs> so, so your your message was, was right on time, man, the providence of God, man. So those that don't know you, brother, I want you to kind of introduce yourself, tell a little bit about yourself, and we'll jump right in. Sure. Uh, very quickly, I... I uh, am a Reformed believer as far as believing all five solas and the doctrines of grace and started the church around seven years ago called the Church at Pecan Creek in Denton, Texas. Uh, We were also a Baptist church as well. And uh, I was on with you on another episode talking about church planting. And uh, Mm -hmm. just to update you on that, our church is doing really well. We're literally busting out walls uh, probably next month, trying to make more room for people. And it's just it's not just numbers. It's a, just a high quality people that love God and love one another deeply and love the word of God, expositional teaching and preaching and intense discipleship right after worship. And I, I can't brag on the church enough. God's just done wonderful Amen. things there. Wonderful group of people. Uh, another episode I was with you on, uh, we did another book I'd, I'd written for my doctorate of ministry at Ligonier uh, called The Missing Gospel of Modern Christianity, No Share, Believe, No Believe and Share the Truth gospel of, of christ and it was just all about that like 
getting back to the true gospel, not allowing it to be changed or morphed, looking into false conversions and that kind of thing, and just really resting on the gospel as the power of God and the salvation. And that's our job to proclaim that. And um, so long story short, listen to all the renewing your minds there ever has been, I think. <laughs> and, uh, my goal was to get to uh, hear R.C. Sproul and sit under his teaching and uh by god's grace i was the last graduating class from ligonier academy before he passed and before they closed that uh, doctor of ministry program down but uh, high respect high regard for him and appreciate all of his wonderful teaching as you do as well yes sir for sure and that's that's where we met uh first time was at ligonier yeah. and uh right right that that's 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 amazing bro and uh i I didn't know you were the last last class, man. That's I, I think I might have missed that detail in our conversation. I do remember you saying you actually got to sit under some teaching, and um, and that's pretty cool. So, um, man, let's jump in, man. We back right. again. We got a we got another book. Uh, talk about it, man. Let, let's talk about it. Let's let's get my folks excited about it, and and uh, let right. us know. Uh, just kind of give us an overview of, of it first. Sure, sure. Uh, the book is called Six Stones. Sabbaths and Sundays, seeing the Sabbath in light of the new covenant. Um, so, so as far as uh, being amongst reformed believers and also being Baptist, that does put me in a smaller category uh, mm -hmm. to some degree. And then uh, also looking at that some of the confessions, they've kind of taken on a view of the Sabbath that uh, is kind of hard to back, I would say, scripturally. So we're, this book is designed to really analyze scripturally, looking back without presuppositions, going through scripture, seeing when the Sabbath was given, why it was given, who it was given to, and how it is ultimately fulfilled in Christ and uh, resting in him for our salvation. So we deal with questions like, you know, uh, is Sabbath actually on Sunday or was it on is it still on Saturday or did it ever get changed by God? And what are the rules for the Sabbath? There's many modern-day Sabbatarians who are, they call themselves confessional or covenantal, and uh, they hold to some of the confessions that would prohibit any work from being done on Sundays. And what does that look like as far as compared to the Old Testament? Uh, as you know as well as I do, if you worked one little bit under the Old Covenant and on the Sabbath day, uh, you were to be put to death. So uh, looking at those things and interpreting the Sabbath and the multiple Sabbaths, actually not just the day, but the other Sabbaths throughout the year, the festivals, uh, the seven-year Sabbath, and ultimately the year of Jubilee Sabbath in light of the new covenant in Jesus Christ. Mm. So there you go, a nutshell version of it. Wow. I love that, man. Um, you know, because I think about that in certain circles man that's that's a that's a hot topic <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it definitely topic. is i praise god i have a healthy church and the church loves me and loves the teaching and but uh but it, it could be hard for me to look for other churches after <laughs> writing this book <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking i was like oh okay that's that's uh that's pretty, that's pretty stiff that's pretty stiff i love it i love it yeah Go ahead. This is, yeah, just trying to get back to scripture. You know, when was the Sabbath given? Uh, many would say it's a creation ordinance, uh, but we actually don't see it in the creation. We don't mm -hmm. see it anywhere in the book of Genesis at all, from from Enoch to Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to the life of Joseph. It's it's never mentioned. No one ever either breaks it or keeps it, mm -hmm. and it's not until Exodus chapter 16 where it is first mentioned. 
that God commanded Israel to keep a Sabbath day when the manna, manna was given, and that was a precursor to the sign of the sign of the covenant that would be given to Moses and to Israel uh, with the, the Ten Commandments given there on uh, in Exodus chapter twenty. So just mm-hmm. kind of looking at that and seeing when it was given biblically, why it was given as well, and then uh, and from there a lot can be learned. Uh, so what does that mean for us today? You know, right? Right. Yeah. No. Legit. Um, so what about? I mean, just just kind of you know playing that. I'm gonna say devil's advocate, but just just playing that. You know, you mentioned it not being mentioned in uh, in, in in Genesis. You know, when they say you know on the seventh day God rested. You know, I guess that was just an act. It wasn't like you know do this or like I know I know you you have a response to that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking that. And you're absolutely right. That that passage is is certainly there, and from that we should um, to bring out of that exactly what it says that God rested on that day, but nowhere in that passage does it say that God commanded mm. all mankind to rest, and neither does it say God commanded all mankind to rest from now on. Um, mm. It's it's literally not there. And so as reformed. Uh, believers, and as as a Reformed believer, of course, we, we believe in sola scriptura, and exactly. scripture alone is the final source of God's authority. So this is one of those areas, even though I, I firmly believe in 99.9% of like a 1689 London Baptist Confession, and much of the Westminster Confession as well, I believe this is one area that presuppositions have weighed in too heavily in not scripture and scripture alone. Because looking at that verse, just as you've quoted, uh, we don't see a command there. Instead, we have a fact stated that God rested on the seventh day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, more of a documentation as opposed to yeah. an actual command. No, I get it. That 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 makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> you go through the entire book of Genesis, you know, well over a thousand years of, of history of the fathers of the patriarchs the great men of faith they're listed out for us there in hebrews and and he pulls from them as well these are the men great wonderful men of god and yet no command existed and never was the sabbath day uh broken or was it commanded or kept or even referenced mm. and so that's i in the book i call it the sabbath silence mm. and there's okay it, it is you, this complete silence and then in the book of Exodus, it's the Sabbath is screamed, it's yelled, it's 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 stated clearly by God. Um, you know, just to look at a couple of passages there, uh, a couple of prophets that back that would be Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 20, uh, verse 10 through 13. Let me just read that. Uh, Ezekiel says of God, so I led them out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. I gave them my statutes and made known to them my rules by which if a person does them, he shall live. Moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. So looking at this passage again, when did God give the Sabbath? Um, God clearly states it there at Ezekiel 20, verse 10, really through 12, that it was then. And that's who Mm -hmm. he gave them to. If you look over at Nehemiah, he says the same thing there. Uh, you came down on Mount Sinai and spoke with them from heaven and gave them right rules and true laws, good statutes and commandments. And you made known to them your holy Sabbath mm. and commanded them commandments and statutes 
and the law of Moses, your law by Moses, your servant. So just looking at scripture and scripture alone, we find that the Sabbath had a definite starting point, And that starting point was with Israel. And it was as they came out of Egypt, as God had redeemed them and set them apart and made a covenant with him, the Sabbaths become a sign of that covenant. And that's why it is such a big deal to break the sign of the covenant, that it was a high-handed sin that deserved death. And then how does this transfer over to the New Testament, right? So it does Paul or the disciples or does Jesus uh, speak of anyone breaking the Sabbath and deserving the death penalty? And in fact, we don't see anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so one of my favorite passages to look, look at as far as Paul teaching clearly on that is uh, Colossians 3, verse 16 and 17. And he says, therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. And that's a huge transition from stoning someone to death for for judging them because they broke the Sabbath. Now interpreting the Sabbath in light of the new covenant that Christ has made, we look at the Sabbath as a shadow, and that's what Paul does here, but the substance is in Jesus Christ. So it's it's beautiful. How do we rest now? Uh, How do we enjoy Sabbath now? We rest in Jesus Christ for our Mm -hmm. salvation. And, And that's the beauty of this is that if we're not emphasizing a day, we're emphasizing the person and work of Christ and what he has done to accomplish salvation. And then right. ultimately, God's rest and provision has come to us now, not in a day, but in true salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last year I spent, or two years, speaking or, or teaching through the book of Hebrews. And Hebrews is a wonderful place to go. It acts as, you know, a, um, a, a uh, it's just, just a wonderful book as far as interpreting the Old Testament in light of the New Testament. And it's a great place to go to look at something like this. And you get to Hebrews chapter 4, and it's all in verse 3. It says, for we who have believed enter that rest. And the rest of the chapter goes on to talk about what that rest is. But that rest is that salvation. And those who believe in Christ have received that rest. And will right. ultimately, ultimately have that in heaven, the ultimate promised land. So just looking at, looking at these questions, analyzing them, and really hoping that people will come along with me and let scripture speak and rest in the scripture and on the scripture to truly look at what the Sabbath was and what the Sabbath is now. Right. Right. Man, I love it. I love it. I appreciate you taking time to kind of walk through it, man. That's, excuse me. That's really good. Um, Just to hear the the way that the scripture, like you said, scripture clearly speaks about this. excuse me and uh we have to make sure that we follow scripture that's that's who we are sola scriptura we believe in scripture alone so i want to there's two directions i want to go just because of my context um uh one is uh you know i know you heard of the hebrew israelites um the guys that you know uh, usually black guys yeah just a little bit i'm sure (laughs) so they they're hardcore i mean on this whole sabbath talk and all of that which 
you know, I guess everything you just mentioned, because they, they take a lot of scripture out of context and they, you know, King James only all of that. Um, but just for somebody that might be dealing with those guys or meet those guys uh, that's saying that, you know, that we, we need to take the Sabbath. I think you kind of you kind of answered the question just now. And, and I know your book would be helpful on maybe on some details on that. But any anything that you would say to somebody that's kind of dealing with those guys that are hardcore uh, about keeping the Sabbath? Well, it, it's really interesting because uh, obviously there, there's lots of errors there within their theology, but they are pulling over the old covenant and not seeing the new as great and wonderful as it is. Right. And so Jer- in Jeremiah, God says in Jeremiah 31, I'm going to make with you a new covenant that is not like the covenant I made with your forefathers. And and they're they're missing this, the huge, the all of their 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 thinking and theology they're using is, is old covenant and they're trying to apply it in the new covenant era but it doesn't come over mm. it, it's we are under a new covenant now as christ was uh inaugurating getting ready to, to start the new covenant the night of the passover right mm-hmm. so you think of the, the great passover the wrath of god was being poured out on the egyptians the firstborn and they had to put the blood on the door and on the mantle and, and God's wrath passed through, passed over the Israelites. And Jesus was taking that, that, that um, meal, that festival, which was also required, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, under the old covenant. He morphed it. He changed it and said, you know, this is my body. This is my blood. And again, mm-hmm. we see a shadow and a fulfillment right there. He is fulfilling it, saying, I see what this did mean, but now look what it means. I am the Lamb of God who's been sent to take away the sins of the world. And it's in me you have forgiveness of sins. And this is the new covenant. He introduces it. This is it. So what right. the, the prophets had spoken of for so long, what Ezekiel uh, 36 and Isaiah as well, and, then, and Jeremiah spoke so much about the new covenant that was prophesied, it's now. So mm. you must interpret, even if you think of uh, uh, the disciples on the road after Jesus rose from the dead, right? Mm-hmm. And they're completely distraught. They're completely saddened about what's going on. Right. And Jesus has to open their mind, open their eyes to see what's going on. Let me turn there quickly. I'll Luke 24, uh, 25 to 27 is good. Uh, and he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Mm. So the key to understanding the old covenant is Jesus Christ and right. what he has done. And that's why I've entitled the book as I have, Stick Stones, Sabbaths, and Sundays, Seeing the <laughs> Sabbath in Light of the New Covenant. So right. long story short, to answer your question quickly, I believe one of their, um, the, or the fundamental error would be that they do not do that. They're trying mm-hmm. to bring over an old covenant that, as the author of Hebrews says, is obsolete. It's done. Uh, and the new covenant is not like the old covenant. Right. So that was their, the types the shadows that were there. You look at all the feasts that are fulfilled by Christ. I and mean, if you just consider briefly uh, the Passover feast, right, it's fulfilled in the person and work of Christ. If you look at the, 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 the Feast of Weeks that followed that, which we now refer to as Pentecost, 50 days later, uh, that was fulfilled 
by the person and work of Christ and Christ sending the Holy Spirit. Right. And so the, the types and shadows, are, uh, the prophecies, the, the tabernacle system, everything, the sacrifices, all that is pointing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. don't see that, then it's going to mess up your entire theology. Right. That's what we- yeah, no, I, I love it. Hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that does that does, uh, and 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 definitely great points to that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right. So the other direction I want to go is uh, I'm thinking about my my pops, man. My dad won't cut grass on Sunday or they don't want to wash <laughs> yeah, clothes yeah, yeah. on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and, and I, you know, I, I try to say, hey, you know, you know, Sabbath, we don't uphold the Sabbath and you know, I, I try to, but they, I guess it's more or less tradition, man. What I, I know, I mean, you're, you're in the South like myself. So you, you know, people that have those, uh, I guess thought process or, or whatever. How do you, how do you address that? Like what, what's your, what's your great question? And that's actually the introduction of the book. I start off with that scenario. I I grew up in a small town in the South and we had blue laws in place. Have you ever heard of those? I have. Okay. Okay. So blue laws were in place, you know, no, no business Mm -hmm. was allowed to be open on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then out of the blue, it was a massive, massive thing, uh, huge ordeal in our town, a massive uproar, a, a grocery store chain had come into town and they were going to open on Sunday. Mm. And it was, uh, it was Katie bar the door. It was, it was like <laughs> preacher, preachers all around, whatever you do, you know, all the Christian communities should come together. No one shop there on Sundays. And, and that store was directly across the street from the church I was attending. I grew up oh, in. Oh, wow. And I, I remember the first Sunday it was open. We walked out of church, and all eyes were over there on this open store, <laughs> and there were three cars in front of it. And it was just like, oh, my goodness, how could they How could they possibly do such, commit this abominable sin right in front right. of Main Street, in front of a church on, right. the, on Sunday? And it was huge, <laughs> massive. And. But I'm telling you, before long, uh, a couple of months later, you know, you look over and there's 10, 12, 15 yep. cars there. You're looking over there going, wait, I know that person. Oh, I know yep. that person. <laughs> a few more months go by and my mom's swinging me by to go in and grab some milk, you know. Yep. And, you know, we're doing grocery shopping on Sunday. And so I'm, I, I kind of paint that picture in the book. Like, what happened? Like, which view was right? What, right. Who was in the end? Where what was that the the people who own the grocery store in sin or are we in sin or did we not see it rightly and so that's that's one of the reasons i wrote the book is because it's not those who are covenantal theologians who who wonder these things it's all of us just like you say your pop and you and should you work can you mow your yard um if if you're putting yourself under the old covenant Mm -hmm. and the rule is you cannot do any work deuteronomy 5 and exodus 20 so any work at all no work can be done and there's no way to justify it 
Um, you cannot do any work, and not only can you not do any work, you cannot have anyone you know do work for you. Mm. So it literally listed out, right? You're neither your son nor your daughter nor your servants, no, nor the visitor, the sojourner. And just in case you try to get your your dog to do tricks or your your ox, <laughs> that's listed as well. None of your animals can do the work. So the point is, all of the Israel Israelite community rested and did no work on that day at all whatsoever. So that rule for those who truly believe that this has to come over, then that must be abided by absolutely as mm -hmm. it was then. So that's where you get into some really interesting conversations with those who really hold to these the WCF or the 1689 because if if this is truly God's unchanging moral eternal law and that the Sabbath day, the seventh day is attached to that and the rules must transfer exactly as they were stated in Deuteronomy 5 and Exodus 20 or else we're changing the law of God. So right. they either have to transfer exactly or you're faced with the challenge. And I think you'll enjoy this book uh, looking at, wait a minute, this needs to be interpreted in light of the new covenant as paul does those were shadows but christ is the substance now we rest in christ but uh to back to that point can any work be done on the sabbath if you're in the old covenant community of israel no it deserves right. death <laughs> now when it comes across over to the new covenant now those sabbatarians who really hold this view still it's really interesting because they they don't kick a person out of their church because they have to work on a Sunday and mm, uh, get kicked out of church because they picked up a stick from a storm that blew by and knocked it, knocked a tree down in their yard. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, but why not? The, mm. That law was any, I mean, one man picked up sticks one time and he was put to death. Wow. So that, that's serious and that is severe, but yet you don't see modern day Sabbatarians holding that high view like they did in Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 5, throughout the Old Testament there. And and then, so it, it's really complicated too for them because like one guy I, I knew quite well uh, holds this view and we got into a slight discussion on this and he was accusing me of kind of being an antinomian mm -hmm, for the mm -hmm. audience, just meaning anti-nomos law, so right. against God's law. And I'd say, wait, 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 wait. You went out to eat with us for the last four Sundays in a row. <laughs> uh, so are you the antinomian? <laughs> right? right? You just break God's law. If you're a true Sabbatarian, you just made other people work on your mm -hmm. behalf, and you violated the law of God. And he says, well, we, I do need to clean that up a bit. I was like, wait, what do you mean? It's either sin, and you need to confess and repent, or it's not sin. If it's equal to adultery, you wouldn't say, oh, I need to clean that up a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so probably just by you stating this and just by your practice, you see these differently. And that's my point is like, no, there's something about the Sabbath. And I think when we read through Scripture and we come out in the New Testament, we see that Jesus teaching, Paul's teaching, the author of Hebrews, it's Christ. We rest mm -hmm. in him. The Sabbath was a shadow, but Christ is the substance. So for your pops, can he mow the yard on uh, Sunday? Absolutely. But but then you have to still decide how did the Sabbath get to be Sunday and not 
the seventh day as it was ordered right. by God, Deuteronomy 5 and, and Exodus 20. So that, that's, a, again, a change that we don't have in Scripture. God is absolutely, explicitly clear the seventh day. And the mm-hmm. Sabbath was always the seventh day. Even as Jesus refers to the Sabbath and Paul refers to the Sabbath, it's the seventh day. But never do we see in Scripture and, and where there is a change where God says, now the Sabbath day is changed to Sunday. And right. that's one of the big points in the book. There is more to the new covenant than a 24-hour change in the Sabbath. Mm. There's far more <laughs> to the new covenant than a 24-hour change in the Sabbath. Right. Those who are in Jesus Christ, they, are, they have a new heart. They have been, the stony heart has been removed. They love God now. They love others. They have eternal salvation, eternal preservation, and they've rested from their works, and they're resting in the work of Jesus Christ. And that is the new covenant. All those who are in him have received forgiveness of sins and a place amongst those who are sanctified. So we are God's people. So a lot there. So I would tell your pop, he can keep on mowing his yard. It's totally <laughs> fine. But also in his defense, I personally love to rest on Sunday. Right. But if I go mow my yard, I do not believe I'm in sin. And if right. I drive by my neighbor and see him doing such, or my wife needs to, to do a few dishes or if we're cooking at home, I do not tell her to confess and repent, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we have that freedom now. In fact, yeah. According to Paul, if I judged her for working on the Sabbath, then I would be in sin. Right, right. That's, That's a massive good. change from the old that covenant. Is. That now is. the one who judges the person working on the Sabbath is actually the one in sin, not the one working on the Sabbath. Think about that. Yeah, that's but a big, big also, difference. I, again, I'm, I'm using the Sabbath as a Sabbatarian would use it. I still do not... Um, uh, promote that Sunday is the new Sabbath. Correct. The new Sabbath is resting in Jesus Christ. Amen to that. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's that's spot on, man. I appreciate that, man. And, and <laughs> I know... I'm sorry, I got going too long, Dwayne. <laughs> no, no, that's spot on, man. Look, I was about to because my grandma used to get on me about fishing on Sunday. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> that I got I got so much ammunition at the next uh, family gathering. I was... <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, man, yeah. bro this was this was really good i'm excited uh for you and excited about the book man we're gonna have uh, a link in the show notes um so before we get out man i'm gonna give you an opportunity to kind of leave us with a thought or two and then let us know where we can find the book man and, and we'll slide out of here all right sure appreciate the opportunity Dwayne. uh once again if you have questions about the sabbath and obviously the Instructions under the Old Covenant are very strict, very severe, that those who break the Sabbath deserve to die. What does that look like under the New Covenant that Jesus Christ has made that is not like the Old Covenant? It's completely different to a degree. Those were shadows, but it's fulfilled in Christ. Those who break the Sabbath now continue to work, you might say, for their own salvation. Those who honor the Sabbath now rest in Jesus Christ for their salvation. And the great news about the New Covenant there's not a 24-hour change in the time of celebrating it, but it's a true eternal resting in Jesus Christ for our salvation. So if you have questions about the Sabbath, uh, definitely pick up the book. I have a forward in it by Stephen Wellum, who's written much on this. 
The book is again called Stick Stones, Sabbaths, and Sundays, Seeing the Sabbath in Light of the New Covenant by Trey Talley. And you can pick it up on uh, Amazon. It's the quickest, best way. It can be overnighted to you, and you'll have it the next day. Speaking of, i got to get you a copy, Dwayne. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you, brother, for sure, man. To the bar, folks, thank you guys for listening to the Bar Podcast, your favorite podcast. Make sure you check us out every Tuesday. Uh, go to thebarpodcast.com. Uh, make sure you pick up Trey's book. The link will be in the show notes. And if you want some bar gear, go to thebargear.com. And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old. Soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters. Because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but 
If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.